The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey, 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 are you working hard or hardly working? Ha <laughs> It's that time of year again. It's time for the Super Dad Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Super Dad Cast. As always, it is your favorite Uncle Damon's dad, John Enright, a.k.a. Jay Reezy, been on the internet, along with his tag team partner, Mr. Elliot Ames. How are you, Elliot? uh it's i'm doing great john i i'm so happy to see you i'm so happy to have been asked to be back on this uh this esteemed podcast that is you know really the center of the new japan pro wrestling world um and you know we're here to to guide people through everyone's favorite time of the year literally everyone's favorite time of the year the world tag league it, it exactly it's 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 where else can you go and just watch tag match after tag match after multi-man tag match after tag match. I mean, the answer it, is nowhere, nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> and, I mean, you, you think about it. I mean, it's, it's that annual time of year where we do that. And, um, you know, it's our annual catch up with each other to see how we've been doing. And, you know, it's amazing. It feels like we just did this because, you know, um, time flies like an arrow, but fruit flies like a banana. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is technically your second dad joke of the podcast. Because um, I think working hard or hardly working is, it qualifies as a joke. It's it's yeah. it's it's sort of just a nice little kind of stand-in for like a, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, great second dad joke. John's going to have a lot of those tonight. Um, I hope you all enjoy them very much. Yes. The amuse-bouche was the beginning of, with the uh, working hard hard. <laughs> There we go. So, I mean, Ellie, it's been a, it's a little bit. I hope you've been well. Uh, we're a year older. Uh, literally yeah. me, because Wednesday, look, New Japan said, hey, look, we're going to take a day off because it's John's birthday. He's turning 45 on the 22nd. So the last time you heard a podcast from our friends uh, on the night cap uh who did the show before us uh go check out their podcast the great super canadian cast that filled in uh they ended on the 21st 
New Japan said, nah, it's the 22nd. It's John's 45th birthday. Let's take that day off. And so we're taking the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of November for World Tag League. Um, but, you know, we're literally a, a year older. How Has anything really changed a lot since we talked last, Elliot? Well, you know, uh, I turned 40 back in August, so I'm now a 40-year-old dad, which feels, you know, significant. Right. Um, and but yeah, the kids are uh, you know they're they're seven and five. They they go to a to a Montessori school that is literally across the field from our house. So it's just like a super convenient setup for me and the wife. And uh, I teach at a at a high school now, which is much better than teaching at middle school. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what age group Joel is teaching now um, over in England. I think it's like a little bit younger, maybe elementary, from what I remember. Um, but uh, yeah, high schoolers are just a little more chill. Uh, I have had a couple accidental drug busts where I walk into the bathroom and a kid is just smoking a vape pen. Uh, one of the times the kid, um, he was very nice about it and just followed me out and then went with a campus monitor and they took him. Uh, the second time it happened, it was a different kid. And he, even though I saw him do it, he then tried to uh, w- walk past me and throw the vape pen in the garbage can and then claim that he didn't have it. Uh, when the campus monitor called him on it and then the campus, monitor, I was like, he, and I don't, cause you know, I don't want to bust kids. Like it's whatever. Right. It's not a huge deal. But like, if I see that, I can't just like let it go, you know? Cause like, I'm not going to sacrifice my job for a kid getting like a three day suspension. But yeah, uh, to the campus monitor, I was like, it, he threw it in the garbage can. The guy just reached and was like, okay, like he like, let's go. And he's like, what? I didn't have it. Let's like, okay. <laughs> so Anyways, that's what my day is like, but it's a much better job, and um, uh, yeah, life is good. So, how about you, John? How are things over there down in Texas? Uh, they're great. Uh, my son is seventeen. He's driving now. Uh, he has his own car, which makes the world so much more wonderful. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, I'm still working uh, as a youth advocate and running our social media for the agency I work for. So. That's been good and just been staying busy with that, um, helping teens in Parker County and raising awareness on uh, just the various types of abuse that can happen. So, um, yeah, like, you know, he did. So it was very funny. My son got his license in August. Uh, A week after getting his license, he got into his first wreck. Oh, Uh, God. So I had had a, I had gotten a Hyundai Santa Cruz. I gave that to him to drive because, you know, it was a newer car. I was like, I'll just get it a used car, uh, you know, and work with that. So he's going to save car, all that kind of stuff. So I found for a really good deal, a Lincoln Nautilus. Cool. He's driving my Santa Cruz, taking a left into the school. Um, the main road to get into the school, um, there's two lanes. Like it's a straight lane and then a turn lane to get to the interstate. But the turn lane goes all the way from the beginning of the school parking lot all the way down to the interstate. That's a very long <laughs> left turn. It's okay. a very long one, right? Yeah. So because you could turn in here, you could turn in here, and then you could turn into the interstate. So right. he's going to turn left. Well, somebody gives him in the straight lane space to go and waves him to go. So he checks twice, as he should, to make the left-hand turn. Well, someone decides they want to hop the line to get to the interstate, uh-huh. and they come barreling down the turn lane at 40 and admitted it so and, and T-boned him. So that car was totaled, and we had enough set-aside money where we got him a second car, and, and we were able to get everything taken care of. But it was it was a mess dealing with That's all that. That's scary. And was he okay, all healthy and everything? 
Everything was good. Car did its job. Airbags deployed completely on the passenger side, but he was in the driver's side, obviously. So <laughs> great. You know, he was totally fine. He just, you know, was more shook up and upset and everything. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I will say this: it, uh, having uh, ridden with him this past week to my parents' house and back for Thanksgiving and my birthday, uh, it did not affect him because he does not understand how to slow up and oh. not. <laughs> You know, drive close to people or whatever. And I'm just going, I was like, okay, I got to put my head down. I got to put my earphones in. And I'm just, I look, I can't, I can't like pay attention. Dude, I, that is, that's a reality that I'm obviously quite a few years away from. And I, I don't, I think I would be the exact same as you. I don't think I'm going to be even then ready for my kids to be driving me around. That will just feel surreal. Yeah, well, here's the funny part, right? So I ride with me. He was whatever. So we're coming back from my parents on Friday. And uh, my dad, we had to drop him off at a car dealership because he got a new car. And we brought his other car so he could get a ride home uh, because he had a trade in the car. And the car that he bought was going to get a ceramic coat and protective cover and all that, you know, whatever he does with my dad's cars. So he still needed to ride home. So we drove his other car over there so he could take that. So I'm riding with my son back and his girlfriend wants to come. Uh, he was supposed to do something with his girlfriend. I said, well, she was in a town kind of near on our way there. So I said, like, we can just go pick her up. That's fine. So we get there. She gets in the car and all of a sudden he's the perfect driver. Like, you know, <laughs> perfect space, not speeding too much, not being aggressive. I'm like going, so it's me. It's me. I'm the problem. It, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Apparently I got, I don't know. So, <laughs> You know, but you know, it's it's uh it's never a problem when we get to watch uh, World Tag League, um because it, look, I, I don't care what you say. A lot of times with these, you get unique matchups. This year, we've had a lot of new faces um, show up for World Tag League, um, and I think you know it, it's really made for an interesting World Tag League because of a lot of the new faces that we've seen. Uh, so far in this tournament. And again, uh, the Nightcap folks did a great job last week of going over the backgrounds of a lot of these people, so I don't feel like we need to um, go into depth with them. But we may throw our customary dad rankings for some of the new guys that we have coming uh, into into this. And I did want to talk a little bit before we get started, because we're going to really not talk a lot about the multi-man tag matches. They're not really necessary. We're here for the meat and potatoes, which is the the block matches. But I did want to talk about uh, 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 the the Young Lions, Bolton Oleg, and Oscar Lube. I don't know if you've seen anything with them or, yet or not, Elliot. But I, uh, still, I, I still have not seen – I don't think I've really seen Bolton Oleg. Oh, okay, by the way – I, I know they say Bolton Oleg sometimes, but then I I heard his name first as Oleg Bolton. Like, is yeah. it like, I don't understand what's happened there. But anyways, I haven't really seen him. Um, the only the only undercard match I watched uh, for any of these three shows was on the second night, the 24th, uh, the opener there with Oscar Lobe against Katsuya Murashima. Um, okay. And because, yeah, like... We are dads. We have a limited amount of time, and the mm. undercards of a World Tag League show—I'm sorry—it does not. It does not qualify. It doesn't crack my schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not making time for that. So, if, no. if you're out there and, and you are watching the undercards, more power to you. It's great. I'm happy for you. Um, yeah. And I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, it's good that you have the time to do that. But yes. uh, the yeah, the match with Oscar Lobe and Katsuya Murashima, 
It was about six minutes. It was pretty much Oscar Loewe beating the crap out of Murashima for the entire time. I think Murashima got just a little bit of a hope spot, and then uh, Loewe booted him in the face, and that was the pin. Um, Murashima seems good. He, yeah, like they mentioned on uh, on the uh, nightcap uh, guest appearance, he, he. I'm not sure if he has a skin condition or if he was like all bruised up, but like mm. once a whole arm and like once like. I don't know. You just, you'd have to see it. And if he's got a skin condition, you know, please everybody, I'm not trying to uh, mock him for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, he seems good. He's got some fire that Murashima, you know, just shaved head, black trunks, mm-hmm. the, the typical look that they all start off with. Um, but Oscar, you know, Oscar's got some, I think he's got some upside. He, if he can get maybe a little less, but maybe the paleness works, you know, uh, cause he is incredibly pale, but, yeah. uh, you know, and but his body's getting there, and you know if he can, you know, put it together, um, I think that's a good big guy. That 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 that, that like what they said on the on the last episode, New Japan does need a big bruiser, scary guy like that. Right, and, and you know, I think um, I think that's what you get out of of both of these guys. Not only, um, and I, I don't remember which one of them, but one of them comes from a background. I don't remember if it was uh, uh, Bolton Oleg or if it was Oscar Lube, but one of them comes from like a wrestling, legit amateur wrestling background. I can't remember okay. which one. Um, but they have that very serious, you know, big time look to them that I feel like is going to be a big thing that is going to come out down the road that we're going to like, oh, yeah, this is what we needed in the long run for new Japan. So, uh, you know, I, I think those, those, uh, to me, those two guys really stood out. Uh, you know, I did not see the match with, uh, Murashima because again, uh, like you said, um, we're dads. We have pretty busy schedules. The only time I stop down for multi-man matches uh, is if my my boys Alex Zane and Lance Archer were in. I'm going in. I'm going to tell you all this now. Uh, we are a monster sauce house in this family, in the Enright family. Uh, me and my son, uh, Lance Archer, in case everybody knows uh, and doesn't know, uh, or I've said it and they don't remember from last year. He's a friend of ours. He lives in the area and he's been super kind to us. And then we've also met Alex Zane and he was a super great dude as well. Uh, so uh, my son has pictures with both of them. So we are a monster sauce house. So those were really the only uh, matches that I saw. And I, the only reason why I said I brought those names up because uh, on night one, on the 23rd, that match had featured uh, Oleg Yoshihashi and Goto versus uh, Luube, I believe is how it's saying, Zane and Archer. Um, that that and, sounds good. Yeah. And so, and of course, uh, it was kind of WWE booking that night where we saw Bishamon and you know, uh, Oleg go over on the win. And then, of course, what we see on the 24th, uh, maybe something different happens. But, uh, <laughs> but they were, you know, for young lions in that match i really felt like they were they were able to keep up you know for lack of a better phrase um and of course i love lance and i love his interest and i love the fact that he beats up people on the side of the rings and trying to find young lions to beat up or whatever um like they said on the nightcap where he went and found somebody and then bragged him he was like no i've got to beat somebody up come on so uh <laughs> You know, and so uh, th- those are those are the matches. And then again, like on the twenty fifth, the only match I really looked at was um, 
uh, you know, we saw Monster Sauce and uh, Lou Bay versus Boltig, and then Atlantis Jr. and uh, I think yeah, I said this wrong earlier. Sobonero Jr. Soberano. Soberano. Yeah. Sober, like as in sober as that I don't drink. Soberano. Okay, I got it now. Soberano Jr. So again, that is the six-man match I watched again, really kind of paying attention to. And again, I know that they're putting those two guys up against each other a lot. And Monster Sauce is losing in these matches, which is I'm okay because they don't mean anything, especially if they continue to have winning ways in block matches um, for that aspect. So again, they seem to work well with you know, definitely Lube, Zane, and Archer seem to be working all well together um, in, in that match. And then the chemistry between Bolton and uh, Lube seems to be really, really good as well because I have yet to watch him and go, eh, you know, but that's just me. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it, you know, going mostly looking at Zane and Archer going, hey, let's go, kind <laughs> yeah. of thing, you know. Yep. So, yeah, boys, yep. There's there was uh, nothing in the matches that made me go, ooh, these guys stick out real bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they they run a tight ship over there at the dojo. You know, sometimes uh too tight, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it definitely it makes it so that when they're in a spot like that, they typically don't the things don't fall apart because there's young lines in there. So. Right, right. And, and but and I mean then like again it goes to show that this is this is the type of thing like when you're a young line in New Japan, at some point you're gonna be called to be stepping into the ring and boy, they they I boy, these guys this class especially seems to be very good. Like I have yet to see uh, you know some of these guys who I've been like, eh, I don't know if he's gonna be here for a while. Like in the sense of like he might not make it to the roster, you know. It, they yeah, do no, there's nobody like that. that. Yeah, no, yeah. everybody's good. Everybody's solid and will only get better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, how about we go into uh, the twenty third and let's talk about um, since we kind of got our previews done. Uh, it, unless there was something else you wanted to kind of discuss before we got into the the block matches. No, I got nothing. Let's get into the okay. into the mix. Okay, so let's start with. Uh, Let's start with the, the 23rd uh, of November. We had, uh, which is uh, Thanksgiving Day, for those of you who weren't paying attention to that or don't live in the United States. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be honest, I had to catch this on a replay because I was overly stuffed with turkey and dressing and all the kinds of fun stuff like that. Shout out to Scampy in the background there. Uh, yeah, I, I can get this cat out of here if it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. We hey. talked before the recording. Like I'm, I'm bringing back the vibes when Scampy would, you know, uh, interrupt the recordings. Um, yeah. This cat that I have down here is named Muffin. She is totally deaf and I think pretty blind at this point. Uh, 18 years old, uh, and um, yeah. But what, how about you, you? You start setting this matchup. I'm gonna get this cat out of here. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have the world uh, tag uh, team. This is the A Block. Uh, this is the second night, I believe, for A Block, and uh, we have Chaos. Uh, the Chaos team of Tomohiro Ishii, Hall of Famer Tomohiro Ishii, and Toro Yanu uh, versus the Gates of Agony, which is Bishop Khan and Toa. Leona, uh, they are the Ring of Honor representative here, and also AEW slash Ring of Honor representative. Uh, Bishop Khan, I have seen a lot. He wrestles a good bit here in Texas. Oh, okay. and I've seen him at quite a few shows. Uh, dude is jacked, solid worker, fits really, really well with that New Japan style. Um, hard hitter, you know, just 
you know, like makes it look believable and just, you know, re- really tight in everything he does. So, uh, you know, this, this first match, uh, you know, you have classic uh, Yano and Ishii. Um, again, this is an interesting, like, tag team because, <laughs> like, when I think – I don't necessarily think chaos when I think of these two, I don't think of these two coming together, you know, because no. they're so opposite. They are so opposite. Like now Yano's got this energy drink that he wants to like pitch to everybody or whatever that drink is. Okay. And yeah. That's what, that's what he's coming into the ring with now. Is that like his thing? Yeah. That's his thing now. Yeah. Great. Whatever the DVD is gone is now he's doing a drink or whatever. And uh, you got Ishii who just walks in, you know, no, just st- like just stone faced in let's go to work. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was real interesting to say the least. And I think if I remember correctly, this was started with uh, Chaos jumping the gates of agony beforehand. I uh, think, yeah, maybe like in, in the ring kind of jumping. Oh, you yeah. might be thinking of, uh, didn't it, was it on the on the third show we watched, the, uh, they, Ishiniano jumped the war dogs. Oh, that's behind. what it was. Yeah, They're sorry. Like, look, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, sometimes uh, when you've watched all these things in a row, you get a little. <laughs> There's a tendency <laughs> for it to bleed together. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, I think this one was this one was you know fairly good. I think yeah. Gates of Agony, like they they come to the ring. If you haven't seen these yet, they look awesome. They mm-hmm. you know it's some kind of you know I I don't know Polynesian or whatever kind of war outfits like masks and and uh, yeah. They, yeah they they look great you know for if they're but them introducing themselves to that Japanese crowd. Um, they couldn't have picked a better look to kind of come to the ring and look, you know, fearsome. Um, I did try to look up information to find out if, if either of those guys is a dad. I, I could not get any conclusive answer on that. Uh, if anybody remembers last year, I mentioned that I started to tweet at every wrestler in the tournament, asking them if they are a dad. Uh, and, and it just felt invasive. So I, I, I didn't do that this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, but as far as, you know, I, I don't know if Tomohiro Ishii is a dad, but he's a guy who I have always, uh, I've always viewed as my dad. Basically, he, I, it's the, the dad that I that, that I, uh, you know, didn't have. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii just has that energy of again, just a no nonsense. Um, you know, just like it doesn't take shit, but will support you through everything. Uh, that's Tomohiro Ishii. He's just he's always been my favorite. Like pretty much from the time I started watching new Japan in 2015. Um, he's always stood out and I, and I was really, you know, encouraged as I became a deeper fan and finding out that like, he's a lot of at least Americans. Um, he's a lot of people's favorite wrestler from new Japan here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, he's always stood out. Like you said, he comes to the ring. He's one of the only new Japan wrestlers who, when they, you know, announce their name, he doesn't, do a pose he doesn't get on the ropes he doesn't like even go ah he just he just sits there he just like, stares straight ahead it, it's the he's the coolest he's just always been the best and and him being in a world tag league even if he's kind of in a team with yano where they're kind of slumming it and they're not going to win very much right. um just having ishii there as a presence to keep these matches exciting is really valuable yeah like, i don't disagree with you on that i think ishii is is one of those guys that you know it's just incredibly dependable um he'll be in the ring no matter what he'll put in the best and i i think that's where you know this was a this was a good like 
second match for the Gates of Agony because let's be honest, they're Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is less than you know. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> but they're not. They're not here to to. They're not going to win the A block, but they're putting on a really good showing in that you know in in this tournament so far and making that like okay, we want to see more of these guys. Um, and we want to we want to see what they have to offer, and they I I feel like that there can you know and of course you know night one you come in you're in a block tournament to start the match, whereas some of the guys who are B block get that little little buffer of hey we're in six bands or whatever to kind of get the rust off. These guys it's like okay we've been in Japan for like three days and our first match is a block match, so uh, I feel like they're really starting to get their stride and understand what it is to be in a new Japan ring which is not the same as a Ring of Honor or AEW ring at all. And so uh, I felt like this was a this is a really fun match because you have three guys who just like to hit real hard, and then you got Yano, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yano just – but Yano brings just enough to make it, you know, not all the same thing. You know, it, it brings a little bit of difference to that match. And uh, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. You know, um, if if if, uh, if if I were gonna like grade this one, I'd say this was a, as a solid like B match. Like you know, I'd give it a yeah. little grade of a B. Um, real solid, nothing too crazy or out of the. I mean, Yano is gonna do what Yano does, so there was nothing like super crazy or out of the box for me. Uh, I felt like this was just a, a and a good start to the night. Um, again, the one thing I really like about it seems like too the placement of matches. New Japan always seems to do well with these like G ones and and World Tag Leagues and stuff like that. Where they place them on the card always seems to go real well and makes it flow really really good uh, for for these matches. So um, that was that was the uh, first tag night. That was the first uh, match for the night. Uh, the second match for the night and uh, for Block A, we had the United Empire of Great Okan and Hanare with his new face tattoo, um, defeating uh, the the uh, Noah team of uh, Kaito Kiriyama and say the next one for me there. Well, well, it's Kaito Kiyomiya, Kiyomiya. and then <laughs> and uh, Ryohei Oiwa. Ryohei Oiwa. Obviously, I don't know Noah as much as I should, and I know you okay. you had mentioned Oiwa is uh, on loan. Essentially, he's on his excursion at Noah. Um, but yeah, Great Okan now looking like with that weird fro ponytail mullet. Oh, look. I'm into it. He's he <laughs> looks. I mean, he looked insane before, but he looks like legitimately, you know, like unhinged now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they they need to keep that look. I I think kind of forever, like that should or whatever for the time being, like that should be. The kind yeah. of new iteration, uh, and he's not wearing. I know he's kind of been off and on wearing the not like baggy pants, but I think he had just like he might have had like long trunks here. I can't remember, but like he's just he's he, he's switching it up a little bit, and yeah. I think I think that looks nice. Yeah, um, he'll, he'll do the long trunks on you, and then he'll wear the short trunks. Yep, yep. Um, so he's yeah. He I've always been partial to him. I, I think I think he's great. Hinare. Uh, if we're talking data energy, I think we, we must have discussed him. Or was he in the tournament? He was not in the tournament last year. I don't no, think. No. Um, but he was talking... pre- the, I think he was in pre-match because we did mention a little bit how we talked. Because we did talk about because we found out he wasn't a dad. We, um, okay. Both of well, these guys are not dads. 
And yeah. I can't remember if, if this has been since uh, last year's World Tag League, but he, uh, you know, I think he's been sort of public about how he, let's say he, he saves his seed, if you will. And uh, so that means, I mean, if he's ever going to be a dad, you know, this I can only assume saving the seed like that makes it so that once you do procreate, it's just, I mean, it's like a super good sperm that's just creating like a superhuman athlete of a child. So yeah. I think he's going to have a great kid and he's going to be a great dad. Whenever yeah. he does choose to release his seed. Yeah. Which I think that was a, uh, that was a super J cast exclusive that we found out. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, they're breaking all the important news. in New right. Japan. This is why we come to the super J cast uh, for that. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think, you know, of course, we all know that you know most. Uh, he's he's Samoan and and uh, the, like or, what is his sh- or no? He maybe he's Tongan or it's a, or like Maori or something like uh, that. Yeah, like, it's like a Pacific Islander in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pacific it's, Islander. Let's go with that. Yeah, it could be Maori uh, from New Zealand because um, I know he's from there. But you know, we do know that that is a very family intensive uh, culture. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so he definitely is going to be a good dad. Great Ocon, we do know as we talked about last last year, he did save that child from um, you know, the incident, and so uh, that instinct already right there is going to make him a good dad when it comes to it uh, as well. And then for uh, these two guys, I don't know if their dads are not either. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Iowa. Iowa, how are you? No, no, I live in Iowa. That's Oiwa. Yeah, Oiwa. <laughs> I don't. I think he's too young to be a dad because you said he's on excursion. Um, I think he's twenty-two, and then Kiyomiya is twenty-six. And uh, okay. I did try to look up uh, Wikipedia. I feel like it. it they that they don't release maybe a lot of personal information. Some of these wrestlers, both Japanese and um, the Luchadors, which we'll we'll find out later. Like apparently they wow. try to keep that stuff like under wraps but um but no i i would think yeah i i would think both kiyomiya and oiwa you know they're they're both babies you know especially yeah, compared to old dads guys. like you and me. yeah the young guys exactly so we'll give them time they're going to be great whenever they get there sure sure they're they're, they're flashy dads for you know for sure that they're going to be because <laughs> uh, man some of those pants uh or, or whatever I, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could rock stuff like that, but you know, I would, mm. I, I, I couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Uh, now this match, uh, I was, you know, interested in it for one because I, you know, Hanare is sporting a bald head and a face to tattoo now, which you know is interesting to see because um, I hadn't seen Hanare in a while, and uh, you know, especially compared if when you you know before with. Uh, uh, Toa Leona, uh, and, and you know, before with, with him and Khan, you know, he has all that facial tattoo and the you know, tattoo stuff on him. And then you see this with Hanari, who didn't have anything like that, and now he's kind of embraced it with a face tattoo. This it made for a like a stark different, like, I it took me a double take when I first watched this match, going, Wait, that's Hanari? Like, whoa, like. Uh, Okan, the hair was whatever, but I, you know, I could pick up on that. But this was such a stark look difference. I, it felt like, boy, it, it made this team look very dangerous. You know, just yep. if you're going by looks alone, um, like this, this looks like a very dangerous team uh, just by looks. And uh, 
where I struggled with this was the match in the match itself. Like I felt like uh, Team Noah got they were they were able to go toe to toe with these guys when I felt like it should have been the case. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you you can look at it that way. I mean, Kiyomiya is a, a former uh, GHC heavyweight champion, so yeah, you know, okay. like, but we know how he was booked in the G one. You know, not very strong. Uh, you know, for all the for all the flack that we throw at AEW for booking New Japan wrestlers kind of weak or for making AEW wrestlers go over all the time, mm-hmm. you know, New Japan kind of does treat Noah in a in a similar way, but. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think I think just think I think Kimi is very good, and uh, Oiwa is tremendous uh, for again for how young he is. Like he is coming along. Uh, I know it's been mentioned on the show, but if you haven't watched from a month or two ago, him challenging Zach for the NGPW World t- uh, TV title, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're solid, and you know, Okan and Hanari, they're not necessarily like. Uh, the highest slotted tag team in the world. So I think it was okay that they kind of went, you know, toe to toe like that. I don't remember who won this. I didn't write that down. Did you? Uh, let me see. Yeah. I, uh, let's see. Uh, where did I put it? I know listeners, I know you're just waiting with like huge anticipation to find out who wins. United Empire won this one. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty good. Chaos beat uh, Gates of Agony. I don't know if we said that. That's right. I think we forgot to mention that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But this one with. It's uh, been a year, people. Okay. Give us a little bit of a break. We're going to get our strike here in a second. We're going through stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. This one here with um, Kiyomi and Oiwa against Okan and Hinari was uh, decent. Uh, There was a a nice little stretch there where Okan and Oiwa were doing some like shoot stock on the grappling, uh, which was nice. Um, But yeah, decent match. You know, I you don't have you don't have to watch it, but you know, live your life. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it was there. It, it it moved the story forward for these two because they you you've got to move them out of blocks, you know, eventually. But I think really in the long run, this was just a match. You know, I, yeah. it, it was you had a I think a, a more solid match to open with chaos and gates of agony. Uh, this one was I don't want to say this was your. Okay, I'm gonna say this was your pre pee break match, right? This was this was the one where you're like, eh, I can I can go go to the bathroom on this one because the next say, two were a lot better. Yeah, I'd say out of the four uh, tag league matches of this night, yeah, definitely the one that's probably the most skippable. Yeah, uh, I agree. So uh, uh, so then the next uh, next match we have uh, the fourth match of the night is Bullet Club War Dogs, which is Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd, and they defeated uh, Shota Umino and Rin Narita. So uh, we're, I'm just going to make sure because I'm gonna, I have it in my notes now. So I'm just going to make sure I say it at the beginning uh, who who did what, <laughs> so we don't forget. Yes, anymore. thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, Alex Coughlin, Gabe Kid, uh, new to the scene uh, for World Tag League as well. So is Shota Umina and Ren Arena. Uh, again, all young guys. I feel like uh, though all of them will be really good dads, uh, especially Gabe Kid. Uh, you know, everybody has a heart for him because of his you know struggles that he had with his mental illness and his openness about that and the work he's done to overcome that. Um, that to me just shows the resiliency that you need as a dad. Um, and so um, I have hats off to him and I think he's going to be really, really good as well for that. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's an impressive, impressive person. 
Yeah, I, I did look this up to make sure everybody in this match is under 30. Yeah. Which was insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like at the same time, too, this shows, hey, we have a really good future with New Japan with our young guys, right? I mean, um, Koffel and Gabe, uh, Shota and Rin. Look, I know that uh, our, you know the nightcap uh, folks said that Rin is boring. Uh, I get that because you know he's doing the whole um, Shibata, Shibata look, yeah. you know, rip off, and Shota's kind of a mixture of Tanahashi and uh, and uh, John Moxley. But I think you know we have to give this time. They're they're just not even a a year out of their excursion. They're still trying to find their place, yeah. but I, I, I think, you know, they'll figure it out, you know, um, you know, and this was the direction New Japan wanted them to go when they came back from their excursion, right? It was kind of the, the whole thing. Rin Narita had no choice. They were like, oh, man, and before we even went on excursion, they were talking about how much he looked like Shibata and, you know, and his look and how he carried things. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think and feel like, you know, he'll get there and he'll he'll find his way, you know, but this match was, I, I feel like, and I may be wrong, but I feel like this was the match of the night. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes as well. This is definitely, if you're going to watch anything from the 1123 show, it would be Shodan Ren versus the war dogs. Mm -hmm. They, yeah, they, there was a lot of impressive stuff in this. I am always, always impressed by Alex Coughlin. Mm. He is the strongest it's it's insane. He he did um he did that suplex which um Scott Hall would do where you you are holding the guy and then you throw him kind of backwards and you fall. Scott yeah. Scott Hall called that the sack of shit suplex. <laughs> so you know rips to to him on on that. Um, but so Cognan did that to Ren, but it was like he as he was doing it like Ren didn't just go like sideways and down. He like he was able to like toss him like up in the air and then Ren flew. To, it was just like he just can mm -hmm. do things that basically nobody else on that roster can do strength wise. Like he's up there with you know Jeff Cobb and other people like that. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, and these are two really strong boys, especially Coughlin. He's really good. I like the fact. Look, I I enjoyed like you know you had Ren make his open, then uh, Shota makes his open, and then the War Dogs jump him. And you know they yep. take his jacket and everything like that. Oh and yeah, other, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing I appreciated about this match, um, Lance Archer was out on commentary. So uh, there you go. If you wanted to listen to that and listen to the English commentary, uh, you could hear Lance Archer talking about that. And, uh, uh, for for our nightcap friends, uh, Lance, yes, the on his back, the angel wings is a new tattoo. Uh, Lance, uh, for those who may or may not know, he is a Christian, and so he's using some of his like his tattoos. Uh, he's now changing and covering up some of his older tattoos that he had that he's not as fond of oh, okay. from his old lifestyle to represent more of his faith now. Like that's why he has the angel wings. That's why he has the hill with the three crosses. So Golgotha on the back, on his lower back, because it covers, if you look in some of his older pictures at Impact Wrestling and earlier times, it's more of a tramp stamp, for lack of a better phrase. Oh, okay. And so he covers that up with the 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 hill of Golgotha and everything along those lines. So okay. that's kind of his purpose in, in that. Um, so he's, they, in a, he, he's in a transitional period with his tattoos. That, yeah. That's okay. We all go through 
metamorphoses in life yeah, and yeah. that's what he's doing right now yeah and so uh so that's why he is he, he has that look and 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 everything along those lines but at the end of the day um you know i just i had to say that because you know lance is my friend uh, hey, but we, really we gotta, we gotta set the record straight here on the super dad cast I, I came from the beginning saying we're a monster sauce house so right. um and if you have look and if y'all have questions you can always hit me up uh on on twitter at jreasyman right here well you can't see it because we're recording we can see each other and i can't see it but you can add jreasyman and say oh yeah and i'll show you the pictures of my son with alex zane and lance archer and the multiple pictures we have with lance archer um that we have with them and oh uh Right here, over here, right here. See right there, Elliot? Yes. That is Lance Archer's uh, custom-made wrestling belt that a championship oh. belt that he had made. Uh, that's one of ten, and I got number two because he has number one. Fantastic. Yeah, I can oh. see it from here. Looks nice. Yeah, it's it's very nice. It's a five-plate. You know, it, it's, it's a nice belt. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. But uh, good match. I really enjoyed this. I, re I really feel like this is a great match to showcase the future of New Japan with these young guys. And they are going to do a lot for them. Um, I really like the War Dogs. And I feel like this was a good win for them uh, coming out of uh, of this block. And then our, our main event of the night, uh, which is TMDK, uh, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols. And they defeat the House of Torture, thank God, of Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Um, evil and the Tokyo Pimp. Um, uh, of course, it's House of Torture. So we get all kinds of fun of House of Torture bullshit. You know? Um, but it, it, it didn't, to their credit here for this, it, there wasn't, it didn't last a super long time. It, it wasn't as much no. BS as their match on the 25th. Um, it kind of was limited to just about the end of the match, um, right. which is just fine. But yeah, um, you had that like like that moment where uh, Dick to go uh, pops in there, and you know they they all three do the whole thing, and he gets up on the top rope, does the smoking thing, and it's oh, Mikey. Yeah. I think it was Mikey in the nuts, uh, and then you know trying to get him to count, you know one two three, and they they don't get it. Um, you know, so like there was some shenanigans like that, but um, it could have been worse. I don't agree with you, but let's be honest. Like, at what point? At what point is House of Torture just going to go away? Like, <laughs> I, 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 or, I, or stop. They're not. They're not Bullet Club. Stop with this Bullet Club bullshit. They're not right? really Bullet Club. They their matches never really hit. Um, Mm -hmm. The only real reason that I think they're around is for Chris Charlton to come up with different dick puns uh, <laughs> to, to use throughout the match, which he's very good at that. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, he's hitting dick. He's he's trying to find dick, um, you know, yeah. just whatever. Many dick puns. And, and it's yeah. But yeah, they're just there. It's the same as ever. Yujiro moves as slow as molasses. Evil is underperforming to his potential and yeah. dick. Togo ruins the the match and they pull the ref out and the I mean it, if anything though they they at least evil doesn't as much do the the spot where he knocks somebody into the uh the announcer and the and that guy's table falls over that yeah. didn't happen in either of the matches we watched so I consider that to be a blessing yeah we did get a low blow and then a push to knock the ref out red shoes red shoes out again and you know that that did happen but you know um it's it's par for the course for you know 
you know, House of Torture stuff. Um, I like I understand that this is what they do, but at some point, can we like not have the entirety of House of Torture out, and can we not have <laughs> the shenanigans of bullshit? Like I know Joel loves them, right? and like it's like, hey, oh, wow. House of Torture. <laughs> you know. And I don't yeah. know if he really does love them, if he's just really good at being sarcastic, and I I'm not picking up on it. But like this needs to go. Like we need to we need to do something. I I have to think we've got maybe a year left. And, and, uh, and then maybe I know, and that's going to be a long time. But <laughs> maybe it'll. I I just it's it feels yeah it feels like it's been forever, and, mm. and it's you know there's a there's some matches. I thought that one in the G one with Evil and Shingo where it was just mm. like a mountain of interference. But I think that one I actually thought worked, but it's just so few and far between when House of Torture stuff really hits. It's just, it's mostly just like, you're like, okay, I've seen this. Oh, yeah. they pulled the ref out. Oh, weird. Okay. Oh, they're, okay. They're hitting. Oh, no. oh, oh no. Yujiro has a staff uh, or walking, whatever the cane, the cane. Um, yes. It's just, you know, it, th- there's just not much happening. Yeah. But this is, uh, you know, as dads, we know that there's certain things we just can't change. Uh, and right. We have to uh, accept. What's the phrase? Accept the. The, the things I can change or it's can't the change. Things I cannot change. And oh, have the grace to it. The wisdom. Okay, look, this is also a dad thing where we're trying to give wisdom and then we forgot the wisdom. <laughs> it, it, no, because I remember this in Catholic school when I was there because I'm, I'm not Catholic, but uh, Lord, give me the strength, the strength to accept the things I cannot change to to try to change the things I can't. It's just, <laughs> and the wisdom to know the difference. Wisdom to know the difference. Yes. Right. Yeah. We yeah. N- nailed it. We got it. Look, we got it. We got it. And just like this match, uh, what did one toilet say to another? You look flushed. <laughs> well, and that's what we all wish we could do to House of Torture. Get them yes. flushed yes. right, yes. right yes. down the and, drain. But, and that, so that ends uh, night one. Uh, or night, no, this is night three, but our, our night one yeah. uh, on the 23rd and uh, brings us into uh, night two for us, which is the 24th, which is night four. Um, and we're going to get to see some B block results. Uh, again, you said you watched, the only match you watched was the opening match for this one, correct? Correct, or, yeah. This was, a, this was a, a tough crowd. This was in yeah. Kofu. Um, a, just a very sleepy crowd. They did not. Yeah. Look, it, it felt like a clap crowd again. But I, I looked this up. I looked up Kofu um, because uh, uh, shout out my old co-teacher Steph Fowler. Uh, it took a, a student, uh, a big, a bunch of middle school students to Kofu a couple years ago, um, mm. and, and I, I did find out that they have a lot of wineries there. So I was thinking maybe just everyone was just kind of wine drunk and sleepy. Um, sure. us dads definitely know about that. Uh, about yeah, just getting kind of a little, you know, so because, uh, yeah, uh, no other explanation. Like, it was a bummer. It was like that crowd was not given anybody much of anything, and that can, you know, on night four of the world tag league, it can be a rough watch if that's the deal. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it's also, it's also one of those things, um, where, but I mean, you're going to a new town, right? It's not like you were in the same town last night. And then two, you're you're getting a different block, so uh, I, I don't know, like you, know, but you know, I, I get at the same time too that you go to some of these places and 
they're just like, okay, well, I'm here, something to do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like this feels like this feels like no offense, going to Iowa and like watching wrestling and going, all right. Look, I, I, as a as a native Iowan, I'm not going to argue with that. You are exactly right. It's uh, I, anytime I've been to like a WWE show here, it's the crowd is just not all that good. So, uh, yeah. I have had some good crowds at the pro wrestling revolver shows, the ones that Sammy mm-hmm. uh, Sammy Callahan runs here. So I've seen John Moxley and Swerve yeah. and a bunch of other people, and those are good. Which, which he runs down here too. So you've seen Matthew Palmer. I have seen Matthew Palmer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The monster hunter, Matthew Palmer, who is the husband of Athena. That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, Matthew Palmer, they, they have, a him and his wife own a promotion down here called MPX and okay. it runs weekly, uh, on every Saturday night in wow. Bedford. You can go to their, it's, it's a, their venue is literally in a shopping center. Right, it was in Botchamania a few years back. Do you remember when the guy hits the roof and the uh, uh, and the and the ceiling falls apart and falls in? That <laughs> that, that was there at MPX. So, yeah, so uh, it's 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 great. Uh, and they've done some stuff here. Uh, I think they did something around uh, Halloween uh, down here in uh, Grand Prairie where they ran with MPX and Pro Wrestling Revolver because Lance was on that show. Uh, with some guys from Impact as well. So Lance was uh, on a, a Revolver show, I think, a few months before COVID, and so I got to see him at that, and I was yeah, I was extremely excited. It was one of the few people who was really going nuts for him. So yeah, like that's great because he deserves it. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the only match I really saw uh, was nothing in this one because you know um, my attention was the block matches because you know later on. Um, yep. So uh, so let's start with the. Uh, World Tag League, the first block match of the night. Uh, uh, we have Atlantis Jr. and Sobranero Jr. Almost. Sobrano. <laughs> Sobrano. Sobrano, son of a bitch. I'm going to get it for you. And we're gonna, they defeated the Bullet Club Rogue Army of uh, Bad Luck Fale and Jack Bonza. Oh, what can we say about this match? Um, the, not very much, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, like, look, if you want, if you like Lucha Libre, uh, these guys are good. You're not going to watch for this match, though, because it's bad luck folly. Uh, uh, look, uh, this Jack Bonza guy, um, he seems like a real solid hand, but, man, he's got a bad luck of the draw getting bad luck folly to partner with in this. Like, folly, I'm sorry. Look, first of all, you have everything coming out about his school down there in New Zealand, which is not good. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Oh Elliot. yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's, yeah. it's you know not uh, not it 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 and it's you know it's disappointing because again, like they talked about on the show, like New Japan is somewhat affiliated with this and is right. clearly not overseeing it very well. And and again, allegedly, allegedly, we should disclaimer all that. Whatever. I don't want Folly to come to my house right. and I would beat me up. But uh, yeah, I mean, clearly there's some some not great stuff going on down there and so bonza i don't i it seems like he is not one of those dojo guys there down in new zealand i think he is just more of like an active wrestler who uh who wrestled like he wrestled i saw he wrestled zach saber jr a few weeks ago down in new zealand so he's you know like a a fairly big name there in new zealand wrestling um i kind of thought he looks like uh, if Eric Rowan got smushed down about six inches, <laughs> basically his look, he got, got like a little more muscular uh, and shorter. That's basically what Jack Bonza looks like. If you haven't seen him yet, just picture that. 
Okay. Uh, Redbeard, Eric Redbeard. You know, you know who he reminded me of. I don't know if you see this guy or not, but he's uh, it's like that Ginger Billy, the hit redneck hillbilly guy. Uh, no. that's a comedian that always runs around with a shirt and got a red beard like that. Uh, he looks he looks very much like that. Uh, cool. uh, so it yeah, like I saw that at first, and that's what I thought of. Uh, let me let me see if I can find a. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna find an image for you. I'm gonna show it to you. Um, okay. And that's what I love about Streamyard is I can show you things on Streamyard and go. That is hey. cool. All right, so here we go. So this is Ginger Billy. This is what I when I saw. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Everybody, if you look up Ginger Billy, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Jack Bonds as well. He, except he's not missing the teeth that this guy's missing in a couple of pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one I think is he's got a cap on or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. If you go look it up, it's it's great. You know, go check it out. Um, right. Yeah, but like, oh man, like, and I feel bad um, for our our CMLL guys or Lucha guys because like, man, they I know that they put on some earlier stuff that was pretty good, but uh, I feel bad. For, this is just not a good set up for these two and like for anybody who has to face this rogue army you know no uh, it, it's it's like uh like the uh rich and joe from the voices of wrestling uh podcast have they had some new japan wrestler once said about yujiro takahashi there's only so much you can do with a yujiro and i think we can definitely now apply that phrase where it, it, there's only so much you can do with a bad luck folly he's mm-hmm. just he's there he's moving even slower than yujiro and just yeah, he. But again, New Japan is loyal to certain guys and brings them in whenever they have a chance to, and he is still on their list of people to call for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, I guess, I guess there's that sense of loyalty. But man, I, at at this point, like, don't you have to just say, look, with everything going on, we appreciate you and everything you've done, um, but nah, but Can maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but maybe this is like they're like, okay, this is your last run. This is it. Right? Maybe, yeah, because th- he's really he hasn't been around for much beyond this uh, in twenty twenty three, has he? He not that I know of. It was. That's why I'm surprised he did this because it seemed like he came out of nowhere. Yep, I guess they just needed people for World Tag League, so here we are. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, speaking of armies, where does the general put his armies in his sleeves? In his sleeves. There we go. <laughs> That was yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one you should hear. You know, during trick or treating, and I, I right. would give a kid like a good chuckle if I heard that. There you go. Uh, so our next match of the night is uh, for the B block is Xando uh, Ken Jr. and Yoda Suchi, who has the worst name ever given in Gene Blaster. Well, um, see, I think I think Gene Blaster is the the best name that any New Japan wrestler has been given. So we definitely. I disagree on that. Okay. Well, I, oh, well, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I, I guess I being single, you hear things and hearing that makes me think of something could probably completely different than most people. I don't know where, where your mind's going on that. To me, it's just merely talking about the genetic code of this man. And he is spreading <laughs> now. Actually. Yeah. you can't parse it any other way. <laughs> it's just he's the opposite of an RA. He's the yeah. opposite of an RA. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so they defeat uh, Minoru Suzuki and Yuji Nagata. 
Uh, again, an interesting pairing here of these two, two guys who, who traditionally not liked each other, who are coming together for the World Tag League. And they, there's there's been moments where we see them, these two teammates facing off against each other. Uh, and if you don't know who Sandal Kim Jr. is, uh, think One Piece in real life. Um, he's, he's a, is he a luchador? Yeah. Is he he yeah, is? I, okay. I, I, okay. CNLL, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure because it like it seemed weird to have Suji. I know Suji did work over at CMLL, but yeah, like you know, you don't normally see a CMLL New Japan guy working together at a tag team. So uh, think like this guy's a mass luchador who looks like he's missing from One Piece. So um, so pirate as piratey can be with a mask that looks like he's wearing a eye patch, but he's not. Yeah. So um, and he's got pirate stuff on his on his on his stuff so yeah apparently he either likes pirates or he's into one piece and why are they called pirates why are pirates called pirates they just are <laughs> i've actually never heard that one that's good see yeah. it, it, every listeners at home you got to appreciate that john is coming out here with dad jokes that are at least fresh okay you have to give him that okay but, whether you're greeting these jokes with just a, a grimace and a frown that's fine but at least give him that he's 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 trying okay i'm trying i'm doing my best here <laughs> like all right i gotta make world tag league work in some way shape or form and we're indeed well um, and so here's what i wanted to say about nagata and suzuki their tag mm-hmm. team dynamic um it, it reminds me of like two dads who are trying they're both like there's a, a sink like let's say that it's a family at thanksgiving and the sink is like jammed up and, and broken and it's two dads who are both trying to fix the sink and they're disagreeing over each other with each other over like who knows best. And they're both trying to kind of elbow each other out of the way Like here, let me do this. No, no, no. Like that. I, I got this. Yes. That, that is Suzuki and, and Nagata's dynamic in this world tag league. And it's yeah. honestly like kind of great because, you know, they kind of like one of the, one guy will tag one of them in and they're not, they didn't want to get tagged in, but they'll kind of and they'll, and yeah. they'll just walk out. And, but then they get it together and they're, you know, they're doing a good job by the end. And, Cause yeah, yeah, like Suzuki and Nagata, they both, they both still, you know, they're not as good as they were maybe even like two or three years ago, but they're still hanging in there with a team like Suji and Zanakan, who are both young guys who mm-hmm. can fly around the ring if they want to. You know they didn't really have to adjust their speed that much in this match. Like it was like a fairly, it was a fairly good one. Yeah, and and look, I'm impressed with the pairing of of uh, Suji and Zandokan as well. You know, I mean, uh, this is a completely fresh new tag team that's come together for this, and I feel like it works. Right, I, I feel like this. Uh, they they're working well together um, for not having really seen them work together before. Like it's come out of nowhere. I really feel like this is this is a good team, and uh, and of course Suzuki and Nagata do their job again. They're they're not going to win this tournament either. They're there for name recognition, and they're there to eat pins. And so uh, we know that they lost this one, and they're zero uh, two at this point. Uh, but hey, that's okay. You know they've you know they're doing their job. Yeah. So, now, uh, so then uh, uh, the next one is, uh, which is my my match of the night, 
which is Monster Sauce of Alex Zane and Lance Archer versus Bishamon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi, um, who uh, they beat Bishamon, which is interesting to say the least, because again, new tag team. Um, there's a lot of, but uh, honestly, Lance has always been big in Japan. Like, Always has been a big thing in Japan. Alex Zane has become big, so much so that Taco Bell has said, hey, we have your own Alex Zane combo at Japanese Taco Bells. It's so um, crazy, yeah. That's so dope, right? Like, I mean, like the dude loves Taco Bell and legit Taco Bell, like legit. Like when we were when we were at the, the one of the wrestling shows where we got the picture with him, um, like so many people brought him Taco Bell gift cards, oh and he was legitimately so happy about it like i've never seen someone so happy about taco bell in my entire life and and it was yeah no he he legitimately loves it and so um but like i love the offense between these two like you know there are times where it's lance just choke slamming alex zane onto somebody because he can you know (laughs) i think like it was either this night or the fifth night i can't remember where there's guys on the outside and so lance grabs alex and chunks him um to the outside onto other people right so yep. i think that was night five maybe it was my it might have been the fifth night uh okay. but still like the fact that that's one of their moves is let's choke slamming alex zane on top of somebody else um, yeah they just have a great dynamic like they they have matching gear mm-hmm. um they have they have theme music which yeah. I, I could i could sing that for everybody if you'd like if you haven't heard it yet Go the music it. goes like this monster sauce monster sauce it's just based, and it's great it's awesome yeah yeah no uh i don't know if you saw the video that they had the video package done with it you know where it's yeah uh, the whole there you know there there's a monster loose in quote-unquote japan and like you know, old school uh you know godzilla style japan where it's just cardboard boxes or whatever and they're coming in defeating the, the monster uh it's great um, you, you gotta love the team, and then they beat Bishamon, the the reigning champs, and then Lance gets on the mic afterwards and said, "Hey, look, we won. We're gonna win the G one, and we're gonna come take these titles from you at the Tokyo Dome." You know, um, look, I'm for it. You know, again, I'm biased. Yes. I'm biased. And you know, hey, right, it's this yeah. hand right here. No, this hand, this hand, <laughs> right there. Uh, is that like I'm biased a little bit, but like. I feel like this would be a really fun tag team. And let's be honest, AEW isn't doing Jack with Lance anyway. Uh, you know, I know that they just put him with the righteous, which, okay, cool, whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I don't, I don't see it as much with that. But look, I'm, I'm, I know most likely he's not, they're not going to win the whole thing. Um, but I like I like this team. I feel like um, they've got a lot of momentum going with them, and I feel like this is a good like end of the night. Hey, we need a team who's gonna maybe it looks like they're gonna win, but they're not gonna quite make it. And they're you know there'll be a spoiler for one team, but not for another. You know, kind of giving that challenge towards the end. And they're a fun team to watch. I mean, him and him and Alex have really great chemistry together, and I, th- I really feel like it. This, this was a, this was a, I think was a super good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to be honest. I did not expect Monster Sauce to win. If I'm 100 percent honest, because I mean, hey, this is this is the tag champs, and they already had a loss earlier, and so you think, okay, well, they're going to come back and they're going to get get, get their win and get on winning ways. And now they're zero and two in a hole. With and then Lance and them are, are, are Lance and Zane are up 
you know, with two wins now, they have they they're undefeated at this point, and yep. so you know, not the expectation I was I was going for, even though I'm happy for it. But the practical Bradham is going. Eh, I don't think so. No, no, they they definitely pulled it off. And so so Bishamon lost to was it Hikaleo and ELP? Uh, I think so. Two, yeah. So I mean, that's two. You know, like. So I guess neither of those teams, uh, Hikaleo and ELP or Monster Sauce, like have to win, but they could still, you know, get a tag title shot down the line, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's of course if Bishamon retains at at Wrestle Kingdom. And I kind of feel like they won't, no matter really who it is that wins this thing. Um, but I, I could be wrong. We'll see. Uh, they've definitely yeah. kept the, the tag belts on people for a, a very long time. And Bishamon, always good, always great, solid. Um, again, we know Goto, great dad, tremendous dad. You can tell mm-hmm. from his Instagram, loves his kids. Again, Yoshihashi, we don't know. Uh, in, in in researching Yoshihashi, trying to figure out if he has kids, uh, I, I found that like, it's one of those like websites where you can see a celebrity's net worth and then it has mm. like information about them. Uh, the thing I found said that Yoshihashi is worth one to $3 million, which I mean, I guess that's maybe possible, but I kind of feel like he's just, he seems like the kind of guy who'd be so bad at investing his money. Like he would just like drop it on the ground or like, yeah. you know, like a friend has a startup company, uh, you know, and, and Yoshihashi invests a bunch in it and it never gets off the ground. Right. It just seems like something that would happen to Yoshihashi. So I'm not buying that he's worth one to $3 million. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't either. And I, I, I would say he probably is a dad. He's just that, that haggard dad. That's that's why he is what he is because he's just so haggard because maybe he's got like six kids at home and he, (laughs) he likes being on the road because he's like, I get a break for my kids. Right. You know, like, I feel like maybe that's the kind of dad he is. uh, But, uh, you know, again, very interesting how this has played out so far um, with this. And then, I, but I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like El Fantasma and Hikaleo could win this and it'd be legitimate. Like, uh, or they, they, they make the finals, right? The, against whoever in the A block. I feel like if you're going to take two teams out of this one, I feel like Fantasma and Hikaleo could be your top ones. Uh, like a stretch could be Monster Sauce would be your next two out of that. Those would be, I'd say, your top two teams out of this. Yeah. Um, you know, just based on the way of they have been momentum-wise. And I don't know that things change in this tournament. And, they, you know, uh, but really uh, on in Block A, I feel like uh, it's, it's uh, TMDKs to lose. Like, I feel like, and then the Bullet Club War Dogs are probably the second out of that one if we're going to kind of get an idea of where we're going with that uh who would we say i would say that would be your final four um uh, if you're going to have a final four out of that you know that would be my thought anyway yeah um, but that's pure speculation we don't know what's going to happen you know till later um so um our main event of the night uh is just five guys was just tai chi and yuya yuamura versus el Fantasmo and hikaleo um again a, a real solid match. Uh, tai Chi, good. Yuya, seen him live. Uh, they did an impact taping here um, last year, and my son and I got to go for free thanks to one of the promoters at one of the local um, wrestling uh, companies here in town. And so we got to go to Impact Wrestling for free, uh, which was super cool. Uh, and watching him wrestle in Impact was really great because we saw him way back in the day in the G1 when he came here, and he was a young lion. 
And so you, so seeing that and then seeing him an impact and then seeing him now, wow, just the progression has been pretty impressive to see what he's been and where he's going. So, um, you know, uh, uh, again, a real good match. I think real solid. Uh, the only reason why this isn't my match of the night is because I'm biased. Yeah, yeah because uh, this actually this actually was my match of the night as well. I, so, I, take, so listeners, take your recommendations however you want. But I, right. I'd say both of those matches really uh, worth watching. But this one, yeah, I mean, really solid. I think I think Uemura is like he needs to be a big deal guy by the end of 2024. Right. He just he has the look. He's extremely handsome. He's jacked. He he just yeah. He, he again. I don't know how they're gonna do all this because they have so many people who are like the future. Mm-hmm. You know, like he Shota has just as good of a case. Yoda has just as good of a case to be that you know one of those top guys. So but he, yeah, that's yeah. But I think Uemura needs to be in there. Um, yeah, so yeah I agree. He's great. Uh, Taichi is, is is still here, and yeah. I was thinking, you know, it's we haven't seen uh, Miho Abe in a while, right? I don't, I don't remember if she was with him in the G one or not. Um, and you know, it's it's not. I, I I don't miss her just because she's you know a very lovely lady. Right. It's uh, I always enjoyed imagining that they are an actual couple and that they have a bunch of beautiful children running around. Um, always warm my heart to imagine that. So uh, I'm just going to keep imagining that, even with Miho not being there, right? She, you know, she's still in all of our hearts. That's right. I agree. And like uh, again, interesting that uh, that this team got the win over El Fantasma and Hikaleo. Um, I think like this is that that one hiccup, you know, for El Fantasma and Hikaleo. Um, is Tai Chi and Yuya going to be there at the finals? I don't think so. No, um, they they'll be close. They definitely. Yeah, I'd like to see them do well but you know they've tai chi is just slotted pretty firmly in the mid card at this point mm-hmm. yeah and I, I just feel like i feel like uh bringing in a new guy like that and giving them a push like that when you have other other contenders who are probably better off especially like el fantasma and Hikaleo, i feel like this is uh this was a, a match to kind of help get them over a little bit but then really el fantasma and Hikaleo are gonna i think step on the gas they're going to turn around um, in their next block match. So, uh, so that's that's the end of uh, our second night, which is the twenty fifth, which is night four, uh, and so that brings us to night five uh, on this one. Um, and again, this like was, I said, oh, go sorry, ahead. this was in uh, Fujisawa, and yes. the mayor of Fujisawa was seated front row at this show. They talked about this on on commentary. Yeah. And I love, I just love Japanese culture where like, you know, what other, it, 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 in America, you're never going to get like the mayor of like Cleveland being front row at like a WWE show, right? They just don't do that. But like in Japan, they just have this respect for like, well, there's this important uh, show that's happening in my city and I need to be there as the public official and representative and, and watch yeah. a bunch of guys punch each other in the face. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time too, they probably are at that show, but we don't have a we don't have that respect and preference for our political leaders because they're kind of crap. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. Let's be honest. Oh, so, yeah. uh, because I know that I know of times where mayors have been at different shows for whatever. Um, okay. Like cool. so, like for example, 
I know that when WWE first started back on the road, which was in Fort Worth, which is about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, Dickie's Arena is about 30 minutes away from my house uh, in the east in Fort Worth. I do know that the mayor was there because it was the first touring event. They were the first to be back on. Well, the road. there you go. Yeah. That's, you know, that's and, cool. and the mayor of Dallas was at raw the next night in Dallas. So, cool. um, but you know, that wasn't on TV because it's not uh bad bunny. It's not, you know, celebrities, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not going to pop people. I have to have you show a politician on your screen. We're going to be like, boo, <laughs> get out of yeah, here. Either boo or just indifferent silence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like eh, whatever, you know? So, um, you know, but uh, which sometimes if a politician um, came across my screen, uh, it would make me like a sad strawberry. What do you call a sad strawberry? A blueberry. A blueberry. Yes, you'd be a blueberry if you saw uh, yeah. whatever ex- yeah. name any local politician. Um, but okay. yes, I just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what was our first? What was our first uh, block match here? Block match. Uh, yeah, and I had talked about this earlier. The only match I saw ahead of time was the was the uh, Monster Sauce and Lube match versus mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta Shooter and Soberano. You got it. There we go. Let's go on our last one. <laughs> last one I'm saying is Soberano Junior. Uh, uh, that match. It was it was a really good match. And again, um, just like the Two nights before, uh, Monster Sauce loses the six-man match, which is fine. It's not a big deal. Um, so uh, our block match A, we have uh, Shota Umino and Rin Narita, and they defeat the Gates of Agony, uh, Bishop Khan and Toa Leona. Again, again, I'm surprised that this went the way it did, if I'm honest. I'm surprised that we now have Gates of Agony down 0-3, walking into block A of World Tag League. I thought for sure this was going to be the night they got to win. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I think this shows the, the 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 limits of Tony Khan's booking stroke, where usually he has all his guys go over, but apparently that doesn't extend the Gates of Agony. Yeah, they're zero three at this point. Right, but I mean, you know, granted, let's let. So, for example, you have all four of these guys are new to World Tag League, right? But Shota and Ren are New Japan product. Versus Ring of Honor product and Khan and Leona. And so they go, you know what? Let's go with the guys we know, which are these guys. Um, and both are all new. So let's just let's just give the win to these guys, even though one's hasn't gotten any wins yet with uh, Gates of Agony and Shota and Rin. They had a loss and they had a win. So let's go ahead and make them 2-1. Let's not give the other guys a win yet. Um, which I found real interesting because, boy, the look of these two compared to Shota and Ren, you know, the way, if you're just going to go by the eyeball test, I would have thought Shota and um, Ren would have not, not gotten the win in here, um, just from the eyeball test. But, um, a, like, solid match. I don't feel like there was anything in this match that was super egregious or made me go, hmm, um, other than the final, like, the end of it. The end of it was a little um, surprising you know, um, for the win here, but a little bit. Yeah. I think my main takeaway and it's kind of been discussed on the last episode of the show is I just think there is a pretty, when you watch Shota and Ren together, it, it really shows how I think Shota has it a lot more put together than Ren does as far as just that in-ring charisma, right? Like Mm -hmm. Shota has really taken a bunch of leaps and bounds in the last few months and is really engaging to watch. 
And Ren is good. Ren doesn't like, you know, stink it up in there, but Ren just doesn't, he just needs to figure out how to like really make that intensity um, really pop off the screen. He's just not popping off the screen. Right. Now. Right. But, right. you know, again, he's got time and, uh, and I, I think he, he can find it. He just needs to have the right kind of setting and the right character. And I don't know, maybe the right motivation. So we'll see. True. Look, uh, you know, uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to put up with it because he's, he's a young guy still and he's gonna learn like great Khan when he first showed up with you know his gimmick like how many of us were gonna be oh well look where he's at now i mean yeah. it was real ridiculous to begin with um i mean even, even evil in the beginning was real ridiculous you know to begin with and i mean he's still ridiculous but in a different way now and the fact yeah. that you know, uh of how he wrestles now but like I, I just feel like time will help, you know, and the more time you spend in the character, the more you begin to, to define and, and, and shape the character and really begin to know it and own it. I, I, I feel like right now it's just, he's rinsing and repeating um, uh, Shibata and he's going to have to eventually get on his own and he'll figure it out. Agreed. Whatever that, that might be. Um, so, uh, but as far as the match goes, uh, it was fine. I don't feel like there was anything like super standouty. I don't feel like there was anything um, crazy. Um, no. And I enjoyed it. It was fine for what it is. Yep. Uh, okay. So next was the one I accidentally told the start of uh, earlier, which was Bullet Club War Dogs, Coughlin and Kid versus Chaos of Ishii and Yano, um, where <laughs> uh, Ishii and Yano were coming out and Yano did not get to do anything because the war dogs jumped out. No, 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 no. You you, you got to go the way around. Did this I get the, the war dogs were coming out, and Ishii and Yano right. did what those guys usually do. Well, they did last else. night. Yeah, the night before yeah. was showed up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that I I I love that. And it, yeah, it's one of those things that does though. It, it highlights the logic gaps in pro wrestling where like. You know, the second that Gabe Kid does that to somebody, where like he jumps them from behind while they're walking out, every guy then subsequently who is facing Gabe Kid should be like head on a swivel, like looking to see. Mm -hmm. But like, it pro wrestling logic doesn't work that way. So every subsequent guy that he faces in the future is just walking out like normal. And oh no, I've been jumped. Like dog, you saw that happen like a couple days ago. Like, right. What yeah. happened to you? Yeah, you know what's coming, bro. Yeah, but so yeah, credit to Ishii and Yano. I love that they did that. Um, yeah, and yeah, it started like a brawl. I mean, it was like it was kind of an all over the place brawl, but luckily only for like three or four minutes, so it, it didn't you know get bogged down and slow kind of walk and brawl stuff. Once right. they got uh, once they got back in the ring, I thought it was great. Again, it was Alex Coglin being just an absolute unit and throwing big guys around like they're me, you know, just like he again being extremely impressive. Um, that was pretty great. Yeah, and again, the, these two continue to show how impressive they are. Um, Coughlin and Gabe uh, Kid, uh, the the chemistry they have, I really enjoy um, in the ring as a team, and 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 the, what they're able to do. Uh, they're both big, strong boys. You know, what I mean, let's just be honest; they're big, strong boys who can throw people around really, really good. Um, and I, I just really feel like. Uh, Boy, they they're doing a really good job of making again making these kids feel like 
they belong. Like, hey, this is my time. You know, because let's be honest, Ishii and Yano have been around for a minute. Like, these are veterans. And it's it's kind of like, you know, um, the way I would equate this is like, this felt like a match where it was, um, you haven't experienced this yet. And I technically still haven't experienced this yet because my son hasn't been able to do it. But like, when your kid beats you in something finally, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like this, this match felt like that. You know, it felt like that moment where, you know, your kid finally beats the old man without any help or anything along those lines. Oh, that's a, that's a huge moment in, in a dad's life. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. I mean, my daughter's beat me in tic-tac-toe a few times. Does that count? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll <laughs> <Okay>. do that. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I really, I really do feel like this was, I don't want to say a passing of the torch, but this is a, a, Hey, we're, we're up. We're ready to go. We're, we're, we're ready to do, and be that next level, um, and your guys' time has come. Um, and so I, I just I just really feel like that was this match in a way with these two teams, if 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 that makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. I, and and really both nights uh that we watched with War Dogs, they had my favorite match of the night. They yeah. they just bring an intensity and like a viciousness and a very real kind of meanness to every match where they feel like they're really trying to mess guys up. And, uh, and I, and I, I'm always here for it. Yeah. Well, our next match of the night was our P break match of the night, which was team Noah versus house of torture. Um, and, uh, team Noah wins, uh, against evil and utero. Um, again, we had the Dick to go match where they hold him up, they hold somebody upside down and spread his legs and chop him in the nuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> which cool. I did appreciate Chris Charlton with a good uh, choppy choppy, the PP reference choppy, there. Choppy, pee, pee, um, yeah. But you know, the one, the one wrinkle in the house of torture BS was that uh, evil did the, the, the thing where, and it's been done to me in pickup basketball games where like I, somebody, who's not on your team like goes behind you and pretends like they're on your team and like, Hey man, give me the ball. And then you like before, cause it's happened to me where I vividly remember in a YMCA game, I was like kind of playing well, which is rare for me. And then, and I was like driving down and the guy was like, yo behind. And I passed it and it was not a guy on my team. And he totally, totally played me. Evil did that to, I think, uh, Oiwa at some point, like pointed in a different direction where everybody looked and then he just like kicked him in the dick or something that happened. And, and that, so that was at least, you know, I'll give evil credit a slight wrinkle to the usual nonsense. Right. But when, it, when is it that you're at, at what point again, wrestling logic, why are you not wearing a cup when you wrestle these guys? You, you should have maximum dick protection. True. Right. I yeah. mean, you, you have a guy who is on the other team, dick to go. I mean, so if anything, you should know, protect your package at all times. You know, I mean, that's that should be st structure number one. Uh, Clint Eastwood, that, you know, where, you know, like in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, where he put the, you know, the thing oh, yeah. on, or, or like they recreated in Back to the Future 3, you know, yep. put the chest plate on so you can okay. get shot and then, um, you know, get up, you know. Hello. Come on, McFly! Think, McFly! <laughs> think, let's go. Uh, it, you, you would you would think that would happen, but wrestling logic hasn't caught up with that yet for some reason. Um, 
again, this is a match. I, uh, team Noah gets a win. They go to two, two and one uh, for four points, and Evil and Yujiro go to one and two with two points uh, for the night on that one. Uh, and then we come to our main event, our main event of TMDK, uh, Shane Hayes and Nichols uh, versus United Empire, Great Khan and Hanare. And I mean, going in, you had to know TMDK was going to win, right? They they they're two and zero. Oh, they 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 were going to go to three and zero. Oh, uh, United Empire is good, but they're just not. They're not the same. And I, like I, in a way, like I love Hanare, I really do. But it feels weird not to have Jeff Cobb in this tournament. Yeah. Do Do we know why that's the case? Has anybody said? No, I haven't heard anything. But of course, we haven't seen Jeff Cobb in a while either, though. It's been um, a bit. Yeah, I'm a little worried that he might be one of the ones that they've kind of been hinting at on the Jcast about maybe. Uh, his contract being up and him not re-signing. Um, yeah, I could I could see him being an AEW guy, you know. But yeah, I mean he could be, but at the same time too, he's also been known for you know his willingness to be a free agent. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know if he really did like enjoy his time with AEW uh, because you know it, it, it. He was there for literally one match and then left, you know? Oh, well, he did, he did a couple, he did the Kenny Omega one, but him and right. Ocon had a couple um, like forbidden door and they showed up on dynamite once or twice. Or, they, but you know. he, he did that under the new Japan banner. I wouldn't count those. Yes. Like, I don't, I, I guess I don't count those because like the, the only one I really count is the Kenny Omega one. Right. Okay. Because you know, he wasn't there as a new Japan contracted thing. Cause he didn't even have a United empire. Stinglet on at the time. It was just oh, really? I, interesting. Yeah, that was just, that was just, early yeah. AEW, and there was talk of him going to New Japan, and they did that, and they're like, oh no, maybe AEW signed him, and then he ended up being and signing with New Japan and joining the United Empire. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, he he marches to the beat of his own drum. So who knows? Maybe he just wanted time off. You know, um, I, 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 I can't blame him for not wanting to do the tag league. It's it's perfectly understandable. Right. And I can understand that. You know, I mean, you know, with someone like Jeff Cobb, he, he's like a bear. You don't tell the bear what to do. Um, but, you know, what do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. <laughs> I'm really pushing the seamless transitions into these jokes. It's just, yeah. it, it, it's a real work of art. <laughs> I, I, I try. I do what I can. But, you know, um, uh, with this match, what I, what I first thought of when it started was, um, and they did call this out on commentary, how that match in the G1 between Mikey Nichols and Hanare, where Mikey accidentally dropped him on, dropped Hanare on his head. Um, I think that was like night one or night two, where, you know, the usually unflappable Kevin Kelly, who would like never cuss, even when that happened, even he went, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like that, like that, that, you know, like Hanare is like still pissed that that happened in D1, you know, months ago yeah. and that carried over into the, in, into this match, which was great. I also wanted to shout out my other favorite um, commentary related moment of this match, which was um, Alex Zane was on commentary on this night. Yes. So on the nights that we watched, we got both members of Monster Sauce um, and he, uh, Shane Hayes got like thrown over the barricade, kind of like onto the announce table yeah. and Alex Zane fell over and his exact line was, Ah, geez, Louise, I'm down on the ground, <laughs> and it really cracked me up. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, no, 
it, it's it, like Alex Zane is an entertaining dude. Uh, yeah, and 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 that was a good moment. I I, I enjoyed the match. I, I thought this was a good match, though. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the right team won. Um, I feel like um, you know both of the, again. Both of these teams are are really really solid teams. I felt like the 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 chemistry that both all four of these guys had was really really good. Um, and and I enjoyed this match. Um, I had a hard time. Um, this was like my one A match of the night. Like I I really mm-hmm. liked the Bullet Club War Dogs versus Chaos match. That was match of the night. But boy, this made a re- really great case for being match of the night as well. Um, uh, I just feel like uh, you know this was this was how you end the match. And I I, I feel like this is why uh, TMDK is gonna be the A block winner. Look who's getting most of the main event nights. Both nights we watched, who was the main event both nights? TMDK. They're they three. Uh, I, I I just don't feel like I feel like they're going to be in the finals. Yeah, but it could be the classic Gato booking misdirection of one team, you know, starting out hot and then kind of trailing off toward the end. So you you just never know what Gato's going to do there. Yeah, I mean, it feels like lately his booking has been all over the place. You know. <laughs> yep. You know, let's be honest. He, he has been Captain Swerve City, you know. Um, but, you know, sometimes you go into a thing knowing this team is the team to beat. And I feel like TMDK and the A Block is the team to beat. You know, uh, everybody else has to work up to their level. I really feel like that going in. I felt like that going into this thing that, you know, they were going to be the ones to beat. And so far, think- that's been proven. Yeah, I think it's them or Shoda and Ren. You know, uh, Sh- Shoda and Ren, I think, have a pretty good case for, you know, being featured on Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I think that's really like the only the only reason I think that, but I think it's a pretty good reason to think that that, that they might get there. See, I would say it was too early for them. Um, I would say Shoda and Ren, like they they could be your nipping at the heels, or they could keep. Maybe they're the spoilers to keep the uh, war dogs out, you know, mm-hmm. something along those lines. I just don't feel like they're they're there yet as far as you know being featured at Wrestle Kingdom. I feel like TMDK is a better choice out of A Block for that. Um, like of all the teams in A Block, I feel like the most ready to be featured at Wrestle Kingdom is TMDK. You know, personally, That's I think I that might, that that might be the case. Yep. Yeah, um, but you know that ends our watching for this. Uh, although I did get a little confused because uh, when I was looking at the different times, I'm like, okay, what time am I watching? What time? Um, the for the 26, it's you know they list the times and they start from Pacific Coast to East Coast, and it said 11 o'clock Pacific time on the 25th, and then it said you know to like 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 two o'clock uh, Eastern time uh, on on the 26, and I'm going wait. What? 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 Like, what time is this? Like, <laughs> wait, I thought we watched on the 25th. What? And then I, it took me a second to realize, oh, no, it's going to start at this time, you know. In the, the morning. Coast. At the East Coast, it's 2 in the morning on the East Coast. But if you back that up to the West Coast time, which is at the same time, that is 11 o'clock on West Coast time, which is still the 25th. Okay. Like these overnight scheduling thingies, <laughs> trying to keep be, up with the times make me 
hurt. can be a little tough here, you know, us dads trying to keep a schedule together and yeah. trying to remember how time zones work. It's a lot. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And so, you know, if you felt like we stumbled around in the dark with this, that's okay. We're dads. We have a lot going on. Um, but, you know, and we're old, but we're not that old. But we do know why did why the old man fell into a well because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> Again, haven't heard that one. You're bringing the heat tonight, John. Bringing the heat. I try. I try. I do what I can. Love it. I again, but uh, Elliot, I think that that's all of our coverage for tonight for the Super Dad Cast for everything here. Uh, is there anything you feel like we need to talk about before we send this home? I think we no. I mean, you know, watch your World Tag League at your leisure. Uh, don't watch everything. Watch what feels right for you as a person here and in this crazy world of, in 2023. Um, and do your thing. Um, do we have plugs? Do we have stuff we want to? Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Now that we're done, uh, yes. And I also remember: um, don't be a, a Suki and Gene Blast everywhere. Be Hanare and save it for when it's necessary. <laughs> save uh, your jeans, everybody. Save, save your jeans. <laughs> oh God, Gene Blast. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anyway, Elliot, why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find you on the internet and everything along those lines? If they want to hear your opinion on Twitter or whatever at Brock platforms you're on. I'm a little bit on on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, uh, e L L I O T S E M I Elliot Semi. My last name is Imes. It's Semi is Imes backwards. Um, you can get me on there. I uh, I play occasionally in a band called The Book of Bugs. And if you look that up on Spotify, The Book of Bugs. There's a, an album called No Visitor. I don't play on that album. Uh, my friend Derek played everything on it: the guitar, bass, drums, vocals, and all that. Um, I do guest vocals on one song in the first song. So if you check that out, but, uh, but yeah, we're playing a show, uh, next month, unless you live in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, you're not going to see it, but hit me up if, if you want to find out about that. Uh, so that's my main plug. And, but I also, like I did last year, I got a plug voices of wrestling. We're on the network. Um, subscribe to the flagship Patreon. It is, I think the best wrestling analysis that you're going to find out there. Um, if you're a person who, you know, appreciates, both the current wrestling, but also wrestling history. They, they do it all. Joe and rich again, I know I'm blowing smoke, but it's genuine. Uh, those guys do excellent work. So uh, subscribe to voices, of wrestling flagship Patreon. Hey, there you go. And of course you can always find me um, as Elliot sees. It says it right here, but the rest of you, you can find me on the internet. J Reezy men on TikTok, Instagram, and uh the X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm an old man. I get used to my way, so I'm probably going to always call it Twitter for the rest of my life. I'm not going to call it X. That just seems dumb. Um, uh, so uh, you can find me there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess I won't plug my wrestling podcast that I do normally, uh, which covers SmackDown, but I will plug my Star Trek podcast because I am a Ooh. giant nerd uh, that I've been doing for a while. It's called the Academy uh, podcast. You can find it on the Hami media group on Spotify or other, your podcasters of choice. So if you like to hear some fun and interesting takes on Star Trek uh, with me and my friend, triple D uh, we talk Star Trek a good bit. We, um, we haven't, he's been having uh, going through some stuff. So we haven't been able to talk the most recent um, lower decks, or uh, things along those lines. But uh, it's really, really good stuff uh, if you want to check it out as well. Um, and other than that, uh, just always remember to make sure to check in your areas uh, about your crisis center, their local needs, uh, what they have. Uh, every, every, every area has some kind of crisis center that needs some kind of help. Their shelters can always use products 
toilet paper, other things like that. Some of our biggest needs are diapers, toilet paper, things. If you're interested in contributing, because it's it's going to be the end of the year here, and you, you need to do something for your taxes, and you want to get something to get a little uh, tax credit, you can always look uh, look up freedomhousepc.org uh, here in Weatherford and see how you can donate or, or give to some of the things that we might need. And guess what? When you give, you get a little receipt, and you get a tax credit for it. So, hey, win-win. You help us out. And you get a little tax break for it as well. Um, it feels dirty to say that, but it's also a great way to kind of like, you know, hey, just just do it. It's fun. Um, just do it'll it. be good stuff. Just do it. Just be nice. Just just be a good human. So uh, with that said, I think, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for today. That's what we're going to go out on. I hope you've had a great time on the DadCast. And as we say, as always, goodbye. And until next year, we hope that you have a DadCastic day. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Cheering at pro wrestling shows in Japan is back, and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res. That's why you should listen to the Emerald Flow Show. From the Royal Road to the Green Mat, Paul and Gerard take you into the world of All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling NOAA. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over, what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps.